future is now. And welcome to the SVK Crypto Podcast. 15 minutes of crypto failure. My name's Charles Story. I will be your host in the next 15 minutes. We're coming live from the city of London. So let's get down to business. Today's show, I'm proud to announce, is going to have a slightly different format. We have Matthew Liu, the co-founder of Origin Protocol, one of the most exciting ICOs that's getting a lot of attention out there. So we thought we'd bring him in onto the podcast today and hear it from the man himself. For those that don't know, the Origin Protocol is basically a protocol created for for the sharing economy marketplaces using the Ethereum blockchain and IPFS. The idea is going to be revolutionary. It has major partners in the space. They have a phenomenal team with lots of experience in executing real businesses. So let's jump into the interview and hear it from the man himself. So on today's show, we have Matthew Liu, the co-founder of Origin Protocol. Matthew, how's it going? It's going very well. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for making it on the show. Matthew, would you be so kind to give you a quick background to yourself for all the listeners out there? Yeah, I'm the co-founder of Origin Protocol. Um, Prior to that, I began my career as one of the earlier employees at YouTube. I was the third product manager there, uh, roughly employee 25. Uh, uh, Post-Google acquisition, I spent a number of years at Google helping build out YouTube's monetization systems. Uh, From there, was also VP of product at a couple other startups, Quickie and Bonobos, both of which were acquired successfully. Uh, before striking out on my own as an entrepreneur. Uh, since then, I've been a serial entrepreneur working on uh, several different uh, companies and projects along the years, uh, with the latest being Origin. Um, and we're very, very excited about um, our mission here to decentralize the sharing economy. Fantastic. And would you be so kind to give a high-level overview of the Origin Protocol ecosystem to any listeners that aren't familiar with it? Yeah, so what we're trying to do here at Origin is build protocols that enable this sharing economy to uh, move to the blockchain. Uh, So more specifically, we're trying to enable decentralized marketplaces. And we're not doing this alone. So we're building a set of developer tools, uh, a platform, if you will, that will allow many different businesses to build decentralized marketplaces across many different verticals and many different regions. Uh, So for example, Um, Can we have the future version of Airbnb live totally on the blockchain uh, or a Fiverr or Elance uh, or even an Uber? Uh, And so this is the mission that we're really trying to accomplish, uh, allowing these peer-to-peer transactions between buyers and sellers on decentralized marketplaces. Uh, The current ecosystem right now is uh, young, but it's very, very optimistic and it's growing very rapidly. So we have a um, fairly large community of supporters worldwide that care about our mission, um, that are really helping us promote the project and push it forward. We've signed up over two dozen partners committing to build on top of our platform when we're ready to launch. Um, so it's a very, very exciting time here for us at Origin. Perfect, perfect. You guys, it sounds like you guys are really working hard. So that's great to hear. Uh, what, what kind of excites you most about the space and the potential within? Yeah, there are several points here. I think the first of which is just that um, this is really, really um, a market that um, people all over the globe. It's also a market that's in size. So you talk about Asia, Australia, you know, Africa, South America, you name it. Um, there are services that uh, appeal to consumers 
uh, whether it is, again, home sharing, ride sharing, contract services, uh, all different types of fractional usage of assets and services, uh, people can really, really relate to um, what we're doing because they've used these services themselves or they've actually worked as suppliers in these um, service marketplaces. Um, so I think there's a lot of excitement about how can we change the way that um, millions of people around the world do business. Uh, and um, subsequently, there's also a very large um, market opportunity in terms of um, all these existing centralized players. A lot of them have formed these uh, large monopolies that bring in a ton of revenue uh, and or are very profitable. So you look at companies like Didi or Uber um, <coughs> or Grab, um, they're all going after the rideshare space uh, very, very aggressively and they've built these large regional businesses. Um, same thing can be said true of Airbnb, uh, and there are many, many other examples. So it's just a very, very large market that touches millions of people worldwide, and having um, potential to impact all these lives uh, and change the way and the fundamental paradigm of how these people are transacting with each other. This is super, super motivating for us. Absolutely. And what's interesting as well is is seeing the new space and seeing the older type tech giants like Uber. Um, and, and having all these new companies that could potentially take over, I think everyone's kind of, it, it's, it's new technology and it's definitely shaking up the industry itself, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're still in the early days, but um, we very much see um, the decentralization of these uh, large centralized intermediaries as fairly inevitable. Uh, it may take uh, a while. Um, we may or may not be the best um, solution and platform to bring about this vision. But um, it very much seems obvious to us that uh, more and more uh, these types of services are going to be conducted on a peer-to-peer -peer basis, uh, and there's going to be much more direct interaction between buyer and seller. Uh, and as a consequence of that, these buyers and sellers are not going to have to pay the same fees that they're paying uh, to these centralized intermediaries. Uh, these products and services are going to be much more censorship-resistant, and also the individual um, buyers and sellers are going to uh, have much more incentive and um, stake in these uh, marketplaces that they're part of. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And kind of back to the origin, Brosco, I mean, how do you intend on the platform being used and what use cases do you see it facilitating? Yeah, so this is probably a two-part answer for me. Uh, the first of which is um, there are use cases, I think, that um, everyone gravitates towards and are uh, easier to understand. So again, something like um, home sharing, um, but not just home sharing in the sense of Airbnb, but you can imagine corporate apartments or foreign exchange student leases that are two to three months. Um, there's all these different categories that can be enabled when some of the constraints of these um, yeah, uh, normal applications are removed. And I think we're gonna see um, many of the same categories in the sharing economy um, home sharing, ride sharing, delivery, contractor services, um, on-demand massage services, um, all sorts of different things, but slightly different flavors, and also um, more niche um, uh, variants of this, and also more localized versions of this. So you can imagine um, certain countries or certain cities having um, slightly different services on uh, various different decentralized applications that really cater towards those specific markets. And then the second part of this is, I think, having a open source 
um, generalized platform that can appeal to many, many different entrepreneurs and developers all over the world um, actually creates this really exciting concept of the unknown unknown. So we imagine 10 years from now, there are marketplaces that we haven't even been able to imagine today. Um, they, they may have been opportunities that have been only unlocked um, because of the um, blockchain and because of the decentralization that we're bringing about. Um, so your guess is almost as good as mine as to what <laughs> we might be able to see. Um, but that's also really, really fascinating to us, right? And we're um, patiently awaiting to see what are some of these new novel use cases um, that might end up being really, really large and impactful, but are not immediately obvious um, from our vantage point today. Gotcha. And what improvements does it make over current sharing economies, would you say, in, in, you know, in your view? Yeah, yeah. There are a long list of reasons here. I'll just touch <laughs> upon uh, a few of the most important ones. Uh, so again, I think um, at the most basic level, we're trying to make this much more peer-to-peer. Um, this allows buyers and sellers to meet in the middle. Um, so let's take away that 15, 20, sometimes 30 or higher percent transaction fee. Um, that a middleman like a, uh, a Fiverr um, or a Airbnb might take from uh, the transaction. Uh, and so economically, that's better for both sides of the transaction. Secondly, um, there are a lot of markets uh, where some of the services that we take for granted in the Western world are actually censored very heavily or regulated. Um, so what can we do to remove some of the censorship? and allow some of these goods and services to be in markets that um, d- currently they do not exist in today. And that can also be applied to even some of the more popular services like Uber, which are banned uh, in London and uh, Vancouver, and Airbnb, which is very, very heavily regulated even in its home city of San Francisco. Um, so when we make this peer-to-peer, it uh, makes these services much more censorship-resistant. It allows buyers and sellers to interact in the way that they originally intended to um, without all these rigorous controls. Um, And it really gives them the freedom of choosing how they want to run their commerce. Um, Third, um, there's the opportunity to um, reward the early participants in these networks. That hasn't really happened uh, in the previous uh, generation of marketplaces. Uh, Fourth, if we do things uh, with the blockchain and uh, cryptocurrency, we can be global. Uh, from day one. So uh, companies uh, can interact with consumers all over the world with a shared currency without having to deal with international banking transfers or wires. Uh, And this uh, will hopefully make it so that, uh, again, this entire movement is much more global. There are a lot more different types of goods and services that people can participate in. uh, And the discovery of new niches and verticals uh, will hopefully also expand greatly. Perfect. I think you summed it up extremely well. Also, just on a side point, how can users of your network pay for services they use? What, what's, what, talk, talk me through that a little bit. Yeah, so um, to clarify, the protocol that we're building um, allows for zero transaction, uh, zero transaction fee transactions. Um, so buyers and sellers just using the protocol themselves Um, They wouldn't have to pay anything to the system. Obviously, the buyer would pay the seller uh, for whatever service that they're using. Um, And so that's the uh, fundamental premise of the protocol. 
however, we also do want to allow developers and entrepreneurs building on top of the protocol to have some flexibility in terms of what business models that they employ. Um, so while we would heavily discourage, uh, let's say, a new um, business from charging a 20% transaction fee, uh, if they felt appropriate to charge something much smaller uh, as a fee, then that is totally within their prerogative. Uh, we can imagine new models where businesses are charging membership or subscription models for access to um, sure. inventory. We can imagine um, businesses allowing for more a la carte charges for certain services associated with the transaction. So right now you have home sharing, uh, Airbnb charges this uh, large fee and they're pretty opaque about how that money is being used, whether it's being used for their own marketing, um, some small portion of it is probably being used for insurance and customer operations, et cetera. Uh, in the case of uh, this new decentralized world, uh, I can imagine a case where the individual supplier is able to say, hey, I actually do want to have an arbitration service or a dispute management service, and as a result, I'm willing to pay some sort of flat fee on my listing, uh, but it's much more um, their choice versus what the system has imposed upon them, and it's much more a la carte, and uh, theoretically, it should also be much more cheap um, for them to go through this process. Gotcha, gotcha. And how has the community responded to your project? Because I really believe personally, and, and we do as a company, believe that the community is key to every project. And how have you, how have you felt the response thus far? Uh, I 100% agree that community is um, absolutely, absolutely essential. Um, it is 100% just as important as the technology that we're building. Um, and to be honest, we're frankly very, very humbled by the um, <laughs> tremendous response from the community that we've received, uh, just the amount of momentum that we've been building in the past few months. It's, it's really uh, something that I feel blessed about every single morning I wake up. It's um, a much, much bigger vision and project than uh, just myself or Josh or our immediate team. Um, we really see the potential of this being a very global movement. Um, our Telegram channel has you know, very quickly and organically um, gone to you know 20,000 members with virtually zero promotion on our part. Uh, we have um, hundreds of interested developers uh, tracking our GitHub. Dozens of them have actually contributed to our code base, um, you know, proactively. And so we already are seeing a um, uh, a community that is going to be helping us build this in a way that's much bigger than ourselves. Uh, and so as uh, founders of this project. You know, we see ourselves as um, almost shepherds, um, but certainly not um, people that are just, you know, you know, forcing this platform upon sure. the world. Um, it's like, how do we usher in this movement as a community uh, and leverage everyone that cares about um, what we're working on, right? So um, people that are just promoting this to their respective um, local um, communities, Ethereum meetups. Um, talking about the project, people that are contributing from a thought leadership perspective on like, hey, how do we actually um, build some of these different components that are required for decentralized marketplaces, uh, our um, ever-expanding partner community that's committing to build on top of the platform uh, and agreeing to these shared standards and how to represent users and identity and um, listings and transactions. And if everyone's on the same language then, uh, everyone can build more efficiently and build more effectively. Um, and of course, again, just the uh, uh, other people that are already contributing to our open source code base. Um, it's, it's really humbling, like I've said a couple times now. Uh, and we feel just really, really happy with um, how the community has responded thus far.
That's great to hear. It's great to hear you've got the full su- full support of the community all around the world. Uh, I know it's a, a crazy idea, right? Anywhere in the world, people can be helping, people can be contributing, and that's kind of one of the beautiful things about the space as well. So with um, with the launch of your first DAP on the Ethereum testnet, I, I think it's great to see that you guys have a working product to show the community prior to your token sale. Have you had much help? Was that quite a challenge to get that out there? Because it's something we don't see very often. Yeah, that's always been very, very important to us as a team. Um, we very much care about um, achieving this mission and producing uh, world-class technology and releasing this to the world. Uh, so Josh, my co-founder, and myself have built many, many um, products in the past. Uh, we're both seasoned as uh, engineers and product people, uh, designers. Uh, we wear you know, many different hats and actually many of our core team have also uh, you know, started companies in the past and have had very... Um, expansive roles where they've had to, um, you know, push out really great products uh, amongst different companies they've been at or started themselves. Um, so it's very, very important to us that we're actually um, hitting our milestones, uh, producing our alpha, then our beta, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so the launch of our first uh, DAP on the Rinkby testnet, uh, we yeah. consider a success. Um, it's a great technology demonstration on how you can actually build a marketplace with. 100% decentralized technologies. So this is just the Ethereum testnet, uh, IPFS, uh, and a bunch of JavaScript. Um, and the reception thus far has been uh, strong. So people in the community really appreciate the fact that we're able to put out a uh, working prototype, that um, our GitHub is constantly getting updates, that our developer channels on uh, our Discord are very, very active, uh, and that we're engaging on our community, updating them on our progress. Um, of course, this is still just step one. There are many, many more features to build uh, on the core smart contracts and the way that we're architecting all of that. Um, we're working on Origin uh, JS, uh, our JavaScript library that will make it very, very easy for many different developers to interface with the blockchain and IPFS. The idea here is that not very many developers are very well versed in Solidity, uh, as well as just blockchain programming paradigms, but uh, almost any developer you talk to has had some experience in JavaScript, uh, most widely used programming language uh, today. So with Origin.js, our goal is to actually allow uh, many, many developers to build on top of our platform without having to deal directly with many of the complexities um, with the blockchain. Um, so we're very excited about the alpha. Uh, we're even more excited about our ongoing releases that are going to be coming in the upcoming months. Um, and we look forward to hearing community reception and feedback as we get those next versions out. Rocking it. And could you speak a little bit about the partnerships that you guys have announced thus far? Because I believe you've, you've been <laughs> extremely busy and you've, you've managed to um, you publish a few thus far, right? Yeah, yeah. We uh, took a very proactive stance even at the very beginning of this company <laughs> that we wanted to bring on a lot of partners, um, a lot of um, like-minded developers and entrepreneurs and business owners that share the same vision of having uh, decentralized commerce in this new Web 3.0. So thus far, we've signed up um, just over two dozen um, partners that are committed to building on top of the Origin platform. Um, they come from a variety of spaces. So we have Kenya, which is um, trying to build a contractor marketplace wow. uh, very similar to Fiverr. 
uh, and they're based out of Australia. Uh, then we have a company like B Token, which is um, close to us in our native city of San Francisco, uh, but they're tackling <laughs> the home sharing version of uh, the home sharing vision, excuse me. And it's uh, going after Airbnb. Uh, we have a number of other partners. We have Snagride pursuing the Uber vision. Uh, we have Block Food that's doing food delivery. Uh, but even others that are not um, as immediately obvious uh, with when we talk about the sharing economy. Uh, we have Odom. Uh, we have Thrive. We have uh, Jolly. While we have you on the show, is there anything you'd like to share exclusively of the SVK Crypto podcast listeners out there? Yeah, the first thing I would say is uh, thanks so much um, for uh, listening and participating in this broader discussion on how we can build a, a better decentralized world for tomorrow. Um, it's really uh, something that um, is really, really impactful um, for the community to be so large and so um, enthusiastic about uh, our shared mission. Um, so speaking not only from origin, but also uh, on behalf of other project founders um, and uh, people working in the space, we definitely would not be able to do this uh, without the broader community uh, and without all this momentum um, that everyone's pushing behind us. Um, we are trying to get stronger uh, and have a larger presence uh, in the European community. So would yeah. love to have individuals that uh, are interested in what we're doing reach out. Um, you can join our Telegram channel. You can join our Discord channel, uh, which is has a little bit more development and um, is where you we'll, know, the we'll internal team the is doing. We'll put the links down there as well for, all for the listeners out there that want to join Fantastic, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, again, just want to thank everyone in advance for being part of the community, for supporting us. Uh, we really look forward to uh, hitting all our milestones and um, uh, really trying to um, put out our very best work for everyone that uh, is supporting us. Great. Well, thank you so much for making it on the show today. We really appreciate it and we know how busy you are. So we look forward to having you on again after the ICO. Good luck, by the way, and um, we'll be hearing from you soon. Great. Thank you so much. Really appreciated the time here. I just want to say a big thank you to Matthew for making it on the show today. Thank you for your attention, the listeners. You're the ones who make this happen. So a big thanks. And thanks for all the nice comments we've been receiving on Twitter. Remember, as always, to tweet us at SVK underscore crypto. Follow us on Telegram. Join our Telegram community. It's absolutely massive. The best way to do that is to type in to Telegram at SVK crowd. One word. Join in. Message myself. Message the team. Have a phenomenal evening. And we'll be back tomorrow with another great podcast. Have a good one. Follow us on Twitter at SVK underscore crypto. Email us on CSTory at SVKcrypto.com. Leave us a message on our website, www.svkcrypto.com.